know that we are late a little bit, y'all. We've been having some technical difficulties, but we're going to go ahead. Um, children are usually doing their thing right now, but I have to man and go ahead and do everything myself. So, let's start with the rock mission. I want to welcome, welcome, welcome each of you that are in your home, in your car, wherever you are listening to this. I want to bless God for you, and I want to welcome you. Here is the mission of the rock. The mission of the rock of the revolution of church is to provide leadership and spiritual guidance to a body of people dedicated to character, courage, and commitment through a connection with God. We seek to throw down the fear, doubt, and shame that our people have experienced as African Americans and people of color in the eyes of oppression. We seek to uplift, encourage, and provide a basis to reveal self, family, community, and the world. Here is the vision of the rock. To create an unprecedented opportunity for people to connect with, grow with, and experience God on a personal, communal, national, and even global level. We seek to break down the old barriers, caste systems, and financial divisions that have created false senses of superiority. We seek to spread the message of God as it was when God gave it to our ancestors. Great news. We believe that this will liberate all those still in bondage in the bodies of their minds and spiritual chains. We would like to welcome you to the Rock Church. The Rock Church again stands for Revolution of Church. Well, we pray that God resurrect, change, evolve your mind to a higher place to seek your purpose. We accept all those open to worship and pray with us and serve God. We are a Bible-based Bible -based belief circle, but we know that the Bible is just the basis. We encourage each of you to create a relationship with God and therefore experience God on a personal, unique level in your life. You're welcome to our family. Ashe, well, then it is so. <laughs> History of the Rock. The Rock Church was founded in 2019 on the principles and scriptural reference of Jesus speaking to the disciple Peter. His name also translated meaning the Rock. Jesus entered into Caesarea Philippi and was teaching about the identity of God in the triad, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, but specifically on his part as Son. Jesus deemed that one Simon Barjona had, had been given a holy revelation of who Jesus was, and that is the Son of the living God. We as children of God use this as a basis to build relationship and religion or our practices of faith over our lifetime. In Matthew, Chapter 16, verse 18, Jesus declares boldly that upon this rock, meaning the word of God in him, will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. In verse 19, Jesus goes on to declare, And I will give unto thee the kingdom, the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. This gives us the power to go out and operate in a strength and confidence that God is both our shield and our sword. 
Ashay, what do you so? Our scripture, of course, is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that God gave God's only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in God shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Also, our scripture for today is John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, which in the New International Version reads as this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Verse 2, he was with God in the beginning. Verse 3, through him all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. I'll show you all of that. So here it is. Now we move into our scripture for our Bible study. But first we want to go ahead and pray. God, maker of heaven and earth. We bow these ashes in time to you, resubmitting those gifts that you have given us for this brief period of time that we call life. We give you glory, honor, and praise for waking us up this morning, giving us life, and putting a brain, purpose, promise, and plan in our lives. We thank you for traveling mercies and grace, but most of all, God, we thank you for a message in the midst of our midst. We declare that everything that you have for us that we will receive and more. God, enlarge our territories and give us the wisdom and prudence to maintain and excel. God, cover our children from the tops of their head to the sole of their feet and let no hurt, harm, or danger come to them. We cancel every weapon that has been formed against them and we declare that none of them shall prosper. We stand on the promises that you've given our forefathers and mothers before we were born about our lives. Give us the patience to understand that everything that you are doing is for our good. And so that you will get the ultimate glory, honor, and praise. We declare that sickness, disease, and all manner of ailment healed right now under the authority of Christ that you've given us as children of God. We pray for a fresh anointing and that this scripture be daily bread and nourishment for our souls. In God's name we pray. I shame. Well, then it is so. I say it is so. I say it is so. Our scripture today comes from Daniel chapter 6, verses 19 through 24. That's Daniel chapter 6, verses 19 through 24. Once again, Daniel chapter 6, verses 19 through 24. When you have it, say I say. And all those that are able Please stand for the reverence in the reading of the Word of God. Thank you. And the scripture reads thus. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of the lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel, and the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, who thou servest continually, 
able to deliver thee from the lions. Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angels and has shut up the mouth of the lions that they have not hurt me. For so much as before him innocency was found in me. And before thee, O king, I've done no hurt. Verse 23. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. I believe that we should shout right there. But verse 24 goes on to wrap it up like this. And the king commanded and they brought those men which had accused Daniel and they cast him into the den of the lions, them, their children, and their wives. And the lions had their mastery of them. And break all of their bones in pieces. Or ever they came at the bottom of the den. The word of God for the people of God. Everybody say praise be to God. Nasheh. You may be seated in the presence of God. My, my, my. For punctuation for this period of time, or exclamation, if you will, I would like to research and study this Daniel character, one whose name in the Hebrew tongue means that God is my judge, one who stood flawless in the eyes of man, and even more built rapport with King Darius, who lived around 550 to 486 BCE, a before common era. He was of the Persian Empire, one whose rule might have been short or long. Who knows? But this king has an affinity for Daniel and puts Daniel over 120 princes, therefore setting him up as a mark to be taken down. This so-called Righteous, God-fearing man who was revered among presidents and princes. How dare the king put this filthy rag Hebrew above us? You see, that's how haters talk. The Bible says that Daniel served anyway faithfully until all the governors, presidents, my God, the counselors, and the captains consulted and connived, they planned and plotted to make a royal statute, a decree, if you will, that whoever had something to ask of God or man for 30 days, that they should come to the king first. I would like to use for a title or an inscription to this message, in the heart of danger, Daniel stood. In the heart of danger, Daniel stood. If we go to the background of this text, what we have to understand here is that God is taking these three Hebrew boys, including Daniel, and promoted them and took them to a foreign land, if that might sound familiar to you. 
and put them in a place of higher stature in that foreign land in political statues of titles. They were above the princes, the presidents, the governors, the counselors, all those native folks are <laughs> those people that were common to that area of Persia or the Persian Empire. And yet Daniel stood head and shoulders above them. This had to make them mad. I can see even in the common day some of those haters being just like Daniel or looking just like Daniel. Matter of fact, they might have been skin folk, but they weren't kin folk. At this particular time, the decree is made and signed by Darius. The Bible calls it a foolish decree. But yet God allows this decree to happen. Mind you, Daniel being named, God is my judge for a reason. Because in this particular situation, the only person who could judge rightly to the left or to the right was God. And God allowed Daniel to be promoted and then demoted. My God. God allowed Daniel to be taken up so high in rank and then pulled down so quickly. Here today, gone tomorrow. Just to show the glory of God. I know Daniel might be feeling right now a little bit like Job or a little bit like Joseph or a little bit like any of the characters in the Bible who God allowed to elevate it then took them down so quickly. Samson, the last judge of the Israelites, might have had a chance to witness or testify on the account that here today, gone tomorrow, but Daniel stood in the face of danger in this lion den. First politically and then literally in a den of lions. Ha! I wish somebody would understand right now that the situation that you are going through, God has actually set you up to go through those things just so that God could get the glory and also so that you could grow spiritually. As we talked about before, slow change is growth change. And God allowed Daniel to matriculate and get to this point. And these people connived against him. They came up with this decree. Just like the decree that was before with the Hebrew boys. They said if you don't bow down to this statue, if you don't Bring your petition before this king. If you don't allow this king to judge. And I understand that everybody has their place. But God has a supernatural order. One where God comes first and then everybody. But God allowed these things to happen. These people to go all the way through with their plan. Even to the point of putting him in the lion's den. And that's how it is. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 8, verses 6 through 8 and uh, 18 and 19, all of those verses will we'll be surrounded by all these things. 
persecuted and not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus because we carry that with us. So even at this point, Daniel was carrying all of those things with him. Bible says that Daniel heard the decree and began to pray three times a day. And these people caught Daniel in the middle of prayer, petitioning God. Huh? Somebody needs to catch that. What to do in our mid-season? We talked about this. Believe more, pray more, expect more. But also understand that you're about to go through some more. And Daniel went through this very same thing. Not understanding what was going on or what God, God had to up God's sleep. But God does what God does and we have to obey and understand that God's will is perfect. That's where trust and faith comes in. And Daniel prayed three times a day. And I know part of that prayer was God. I don't know what you're doing. God, I don't know where you're going with this. Decree and this world falling apart. But God, I know that your will is righteous. And God, I know your will is perfect. And God, I know you've calculated all of these things. But God, it looks a little strange outside. I, I'm reminded of our time right now in America where we're elevated to these high places and yet our people are still being persecuted and mocked and scorned and Torn about, traveling about sheepskins and goatskins, still having the faith that God is going to lead us to a promised land, to a land of milk and honey, but yet we're still a murder in the streets. Yet we're still not getting reparation, and people are jumping in front of us, getting $30 billion here. $50 billion here. And yet we're still saying, God, though you slay me, yet will I trust you. Yet will I follow you. Daniel stood in the heart of danger. In the heart of danger, Daniel stood. Here we have to understand a couple of things about Daniel, just like David and others that God had chosen to lead. He wasn't perfect, but God made him righteous. And he was willing to go through what it took to serve the purpose of God. That's number one. Daniel was willing. Daniel wasn't perfect, but he was willing. Number two, he understood the mindset of God. So whatever it is that I'm going through, there's a deeper reason for this. There's a purpose, a promise, and a plan. And despite the circumstances, despite how dismal and dark it looked, Daniel still prayed. That's what we have to get in the mindset of doing. Despite what we see outside, despite how dark it gets, despite the persecution we go through 
for being vaccinated or not. We still have to trust God and pray and talk to God and petition God. Despite what government and everybody else says. Then we have to step out and move in faith. So Daniel prayed, got thrown into the lion's den, and then stood. I believe he spoke to those lions and caused their mouths to be shut. Daniel probably prayed. The lions probably were praying too. Saying, God, if this be my dinner, <laughs> let me enjoy it. But Daniel prayed. And probably had the mouths of the lions shut. But we see God showing up here. In an awesome, in a supernatural way in that encounter, leaving King Darius never the same. The Bible goes on to say what happened to those people who allowed or conjured up things for Daniel to go to jail or go in the mouth of those lion's dens. Bible even says that they put a rock over the mouth of the den so that Daniel couldn't get out. Daniel still served faithfully. <laughs> Took on the mission, knowing that it might cost his life. How many of us are willing to take on the mission, knowing that it might cost us uh, our life, our savings, our physical or material thing? How many of us are willing to follow God and say, God, I'm willing to go no matter what. We have to have the mindset of Daniel here. And those, I'm definitely getting to it, <laughs> that set up Daniel, those that brought that decree that fooled the king. The Bible says in verse 24, that the king commanded and brought those men and their wives and their children and the lions had their way with them. Jesus broke their bones, killed them just to play his part in his story. Now, we face sort of the same thing as Daniel. People are going about plotting to have us arrested, plotting to have all of those things done to us, plotting to have us fired, plotting to have us done away with, murdered maybe. But God steps in in this heart of danger and prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Surely, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So Daniel understood Psalms before Psalms was created. Daniel understood Proverbs before Proverbs were created. Daniel understood Jesus before Jesus was born. Daniel understood all of those things as they were innate in his faith. This was before Job and anybody else. Daniel understood his position and his place in the power of God. Daniel began to pray. Daniel took faith to a new level. Daniel stood in the heart of danger. I know a lot of times our heart fills with doubt and fear when we face situations, but we should do it scared anyway. We should do it fearfully anyway. Not fearing man, but Fearing God in the fact of respecting God. And taking it to a new level of faith so that others behind you could see where you've been and see that that situation is not that bad. If you made it through the lion's den, then you can make it anywhere. If you made it through the lion's den, then you can preach anywhere. If you made it through the lion's den, then you can testify anywhere. If you made it through the lion's den, and you can go out and speak anywhere. That's what God is trying to tell us. And I'm excited about what God is doing in your and my life. Because of what Daniel went through. Because of what Moses went through. Because of what Job went through. Because of what Jesus went through. They stood in the heart of danger. Gave the ultimate sacrifice. And Jesus exalted them. God exalted them. Now they're on the pages of history as examples. This is how you should be. This is what you should do. In these troubling times, this is what you should do. You should pray more. You should believe more. You should expect for more. You should come with boldness, understanding that God has placed you in that situation for a certain season of time. And then when you get your release. What will you do? Then you gave God the praise. Said oh king live forever. I'm here. And even the king gave God praise. Said Daniel oh servant of the living God. Are you there? Daniel was able to answer. Yes I'm here. I've caused no hurt. No hurt has come to me. Now I'm able to move in a different way. I believe that Daniel's life was never the same. And I want you to experience that same liberation that Daniel felt when he got out of the lion's den. I want you to feel that same liberation that Daniel felt when he walked into the lion's den. I want you to feel that same power, that strength, that shelter that Daniel was able to go to in a time of trouble. I want you to feel that. So if you're under the sound of my voice and you're listening to this message, you're listening to this scripture, be encouraged. Yes, they're going to lie on you. Yes, they're going to form weapons. Yes, 
They're going to seek to destroy you, kill your career, take away your children. Yes, they're going to seek all these things, but God being my judge won't let it be. God blocked it. Because of the hedge around me, because of the covenant of promise that's within me, because of my submission to God's will and way, because of my obedience to be willing to go where no one else will go. Daniel stood in the, the, the heart of danger. And because of the armor, nothing was able to penetrate or hurt him. I promise you that the covenant of God which will also lead ultimately to consecration and sometimes craziness in the process. It will also carry us and sustain us and take us to a different level. Someone under the sound of my voice needs to be restored or reinserted into life in the form of resurrection and experience the power of God to elevate. But it's not until God shows up that the timing is perfect for this thing to happen. I want to encourage you that no situation is beyond repair of the mercy of God. We just can't be afraid of the crowds or the governors or the counselors or whoever, what the people are saying. They literally tried to have him eaten by lions. They laughed at Jesus. But the power of God, the word of God, hushed the haters. A scripture tonight says that in the beginning, the word was with God and the word was God. And the word continued in Daniel. And Daniel spoke that word every day. I believe he had affirmations while he was praying as well. Say, God, I know what it looks like. But God, you have the power of life and death. You created the sun, the moon, and the stars. And therefore, I default to you, oh God. The atmosphere shifted. And desolation and death became the determination of life still to be had. God is commanding all of you to take off. The ashes and the sackcloth of mourning because your job, your career, your child, your marriage, your life, your relationship, or whatever you've been praying for is not dead. It's only waiting for God to get the glory and honor and encourage others in the same situation. Just be still and know that God is working for you. And if God did it before, God will do it again. My God. If you're out there lost or wondering what this relationship or revolution is, I want to pray with you. Even if you've experienced church hurt or being blackballed, I want to pray with you. Or even if you say, Joel, I don't believe in God. I've been in church all my life. And I still haven't seen the move of God. But whatever your situation may be, I want to pray with you. And if you're led to do so, please repeat this prayer after me. 
Say, God, I want to ask you to come into my life right now. God, change me, mold me, transform me. Most of all, I'm asking for forgiveness and a new life. God, help me to stay rooted and grounded in your word and those things that you have for me. God, I believe that Jesus bled, died, and rose for my sins. I believe that you have now given me the power to live more abundantly. I pray that you develop me and help me to unite with those bound by the same purpose. Help me to overcome temptation and be liberated by truth. In God's name I pray, I share, I share, and I share. With that prayer and faith, today you've been redeemed and made whole in God's eyes. Rejoice. Yes, I believe it right now. Chains are being broken. Households are being free. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Let's end this with corporate prayer. Everybody under the sound of my voice, I want you to touch and agree with someone. Or even if you're by yourself like me, just begin to raise your hands wherever you are. And bow your heads. And close your eyes to focus and show reverence to God. God, we don't declare that we have all the answers. And there are still so many out there hurt, facing disease and still being murdered. But we can stand firm on the fact that your word has not come back void in 2021 years. So it won't start now. We pray for the healing of families. The restoration of those evacuated. Those that have experienced the murders of loved ones by the hands of police or a government. We pray for them right now. And we thank you for the comfort of the Holy Ghost. And the love of our brothers and sisters. Online and through social networks and offline and media. We look forward to the dawn of a new day and new life. You've provided us through faith. We declare peace in our homes, our minds, our spirits, and in our country. God, we no longer fear death. For in accepting you as our Savior, we have shared the unknown fear of death and rose with all power. We have gathered in this place to commit to change through realignment, recommitment, and reassertion of ourselves back into the lives of our family members and communities. We lose financial knowledge, wealth, and responsibility to reinvest. We bind ignorance, racism, death, and violence from police or our own brothers and sisters. We release healing of hurt families, Lost fathers and mothers in this culture.
COVID-19 virus. We bind this pandemic and the chaos caused through you, God, our source of strength and redeemer. God's name we pray, Ashe, it is so. Ashe, it is so. And Ashe, it is so. My God, I feel the move of God right now. Family, I want you to connect with us and join us for more inspiration. If you need prayer, join us. We work with counselors and other resources to help you to get through. I love you and speak health, life, and greatness in your future. If you need us, we're only a message away, only a call away. Have a phenomenal evening, family. I'll leave you with this. Just let go and let God. Even if you're standing in the middle of the heart of danger. I let go and I